What shall we say then? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion. So then it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who has mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, For this very purpose I have raised you up, that I may show my power in you, and that my name might be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he wills, and he hardens whomever he wills. You will say to me, you will say to me then, Why does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who are you, O man, to answer back to God? Will what is molded say to its molder, Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one vessel for honorable use and another for dishonorable use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience vessels of wrath prepared for destruction? in order to make known the riches of his glory for vessels of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory. Even us, whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles. As indeed he says in Hosea, those who were not my people I will call my people, and her who is not beloved I will call beloved. And in the very place where it was said to them, you are not my people, they will be called sons of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, though the number of the sons of Israel be as the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will carry out his sentence upon the earth fully and without delay. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and become like Gomorrah. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. We continue in Romans chapter nine, mm. and man, I mean that little section from Hosea is uh, what a what a perfect yeah, yeah little thing to include here in these uh, in in just these really strong arguments that Paul is is writing out. Mm-hmm. And I love how he anticipates you know good questions. Yeah, you know what shall we say about this? Is God unjust? Yeah, what shall we say about this? Why does he find fault? Who can resist God? Mm-hmm. You know these are. These are good questions, um, but sometimes it's interesting. Sometimes the questions we ask are asked in a way that is not humble. Um, mm-hmm. We do ask them in a way like where we know this is not true. I actually was I was reading a little book uh, by a guy named Tom Wells called A Vision for Missions, and he he details this this discussion with uh, William Carey and a Hindu, mm. and when William Carey went to India, and uh, the the Hindu Brahmin man was asking, like, well, why is it taking you so long to come here and to tell me this good news about mm. this Jesus? And he said, God should repent uh, for mm. waiting so long to, uh, to, to say this. But the writer insightfully points out that, like, he didn't actually believe Mm. what William Carey was talking about, you know, yeah, yeah. that kind of response is, is ultimately still in a, in a sort of pot talking to the potter mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of yeah. response. So anyways, what were some things that you think about the, the, this, this latter half of the Romans nine? Yeah. I mean, this is, it is such a, uh, 
su- such dense theology here, mm-hmm. obviously. And I mean, I, I think just the first thing that, that comes to mind is like how, you know, this, this idea that scripture interprets scripture mm-hmm. and, um, a, a correct theology of God, you know, it is a mystery mm-hmm. and it's something that, um, there are things that are made very clear, but things that we can't comprehend. And this is what Paul is pointing us to is ultimately we are clay mm-hmm. on the wheel of the potter. And, you know, we have this, this idea of, the vessels of mercy and vessels of wrath that God has prepared. And yet if that casts in our mind, this image of a conniving, you know, like pathological or psych, psych, psychopathic mm-hmm. God, um, you know, we also know, you know, Ezekiel 33 talks about how God does he, God says himself, I do not delight in the death of the wicked. And, and you know, we have all these other passages that help clarify like God is not, he, he finds no delight in, in the death or ruin of, of his creation. And yet there are, he, he will make his glory known through the rebellion Mm -hmm. of his creation. Mm -hmm. And it's just this like razor thin tension that we are left with to, to navigate. Yeah. And yeah, like God, there, there's, I mean, Isaiah is right in saying that there's no one like him. Yeah. Like he is, he is totally unique and he is totally like, and I mean, holy is basically another way of saying he's totally unique, right? He's mm-hmm. totally set apart. Like God is God. There mm-hmm. is none like him. Yeah. And, and, but the amazing thing, you know, I think it's the, the Carl Henry quote of like God, uh, in, uh, you know, giving up his own privacy, mm. you know, making himself known to us. Yeah. And that, you know, that's, that's really interesting. And like, maybe we want that, but like in some ways, like maybe we don't want that. <laughs> like, like this, we're talking about God, like this guy who, this person, this, this uncreated creator mm. who yeah. could say something and then matter is mm. created. Like, like, I mean, I've been intimidated by people mm-hmm. <laughs> in my life and, and, you know, you, you kind of don't want to get near them, but like, you know, this, this, this being, there's none like him mm-hmm. and yet he shows us mercy yeah. and love and, and, and calls us his sons. Yeah. We cry out to him, Abba, Father, yeah. like as Romans 8 talks about. We yeah. would never know how sweet that is if we didn't somehow, and if he didn't figure out the perfect way mm-hmm. to manifest the fullness of his glory, the fullness mm-hmm. of his character, the fullness of his power. And and he's done it in such a way where we can actually know him mm-hmm. in a real way. Like we can actually know God. Yeah. Um, and and that's just amazing. Yeah. And and just like zooming out on the book of Romans, you know, like we're not going to fully understand and explain this right now. Mm-hmm. And there's, you know, that kind of like we talked about the other day, like there's a lot of people who know Jesus and love Jesus who don't fully agree mm-hmm. on matters within the sex. But like, why, why is Paul saying this here? What, what is just like the point of this? Well, I think if you look at all of Romans as a whole, especially of what we've read up to now, Paul is earnestly trying to convince his audience that nobody is safe from the wrath of God mm-hmm. outside of Jesus Christ. That's right. That 
you know, just because you are, you know, even if you are of the purest Israelite lineage, you are still accountable to this system of, you know, there, there is wrath and there is mercy. Mm-hmm. And just because you know the law of Moses does not mean that you are a vessel of mercy. Mm-hmm. You have to be born again of Christ. Mm-hmm. And when you are in, of Christ, there is no condemnation. There are no charges left to be held against you. Um, and, but, I, you know, I, I think to me, as I read this and looking back at the path that we've walked through the book so far, that is where where Paul is trying to drive this home is mm-hmm. that that salvation is only in Jesus Christ. That's right. And that the lawful and the lawless are still um, accountable to that. Mm-hmm. And I love that last little thing Isaiah says, if the Lord of hosts had not left us offspring, we would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you know, if, 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 it, if not for Jesus, we too, mm-hmm. we would have been like Sodom and Gomorrah. So Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that we are not like Sodom and Gomorrah, but we are sons of the living God through Jesus. Amen. Well, for Will Carlisle, I'm Jerry Brooks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for Our Daily Rhythm.